Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 22nd of July, 2021. This is Jim Metcher from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. It's been a uh, long and uh, a really eventful week. Um, we start with sad news. Um, last Friday, we learned early, early this week that late last week, last Friday, um, SEO Bob Gladstein uh, from from Massachusetts died. Um, Bob was one of the originals, um, literally one of the originals. He was um, one of the guys who taught the second generation superstars, guys like like Aaron Wall um, in the uh, Ren Fishkin, folks like that. He taught them in the forums. He was uh, he was qwerty. Q-W-E-R-T in the early community spaces like uh, Jill Whalen's high ranking forums or the I Help You community. On Twitter, he was at Bubba underscore J-I, Bubba G. His employer, Overdrive Interactive, suggested that uh, honoring Bob with donations to the Massachusetts SPCA in his name, um, at MSPCA Angel with, with two L's, um, would be a, a good way to honor him. And uh, yes, it was, it was that, stunning news. Um, Bob was one of those really quiet, understated, foundational guys that was just always there yep yeah that's a good way of describing him um really well loved the people who did uh, know him um loved him dearly he was still he he still answered questions that's what he did um he was one of those guys the community we live and work in and 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 build on is special because of people like bob gladstein and uh he was again. The, 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 it's hard to explain unless you were there. But in the early days, the um, late '90s, the early part of the the, the early two Ks, the aughts, um, it was people like Bob who shared their knowledge in forums, just you know, hour upon hour upon hour of answering questions and moderating um, to keep a community tone. And this was taken so seriously back then. And it's what shaped who we are now. And uh, we owe, Bob's one of those silent, unknown, and uh, unsung superheroes of the early industry who, again, who who made us what we are today. And it was so sad on Monday to read that he'd passed. Yeah, and too early. Yeah, Uh, I think he was 57 years old. there's a write-up, an ongoing and growing write-up at SEO Roundtable about Bob. If you have stories to share, I know that uh, that Barry is accepting um, accepting the stories. I don't know if they're, if, if, if they're going to get posted uh, quickly, soon, or at all. But I'm, I know that he's still accepting uh, notes about about Bob. So anyway, um, it was a busy week. Um, where do you want to start, Dave? 
like so Ooh. much to go through. I don't know. I've got so many tabs open right now of, of different stories that uh, that I want to cover here. Um, well, dealer's choice. All right. Um, okay. There's one. Now I'm just trying to trying to hunt it down here. Um, out from uh, our, our fine friends, this is just like, it, it kind of is one of those things, maybe it's more exciting to me than other people because it was just like the timing. It was like, oh, hey, I'm like working with clients on live streams right now. <laughs> well, like not live right now. Like obviously I'm like live streaming, you know, a show right now with you, but um, Google um, just rolled out um, and this was uh, on the 19th, the, the announcement um, was made. It's covered over at Search Engine Journal by Matt Southern. Um launched out three new features for live streams, two of which just happen to be super helpful for me. Um, so um, you can now do live polls in a chat, which is neat. Um, you can do a subscriber only chat. I'm sure that's useful to somebody. So I decided to mention it. Not mm -hmm. really useful for, uh, for, for our case. Um, one of the things that's being pulled out of beta that I think is just super awesome, and I'll be interested to see how people are using it, um, is the expansion of clips. Now, what that lets people do is in the middle of a live stream, grabbing 50 to 60 second segments and then sharing just that segment. Um, so that I'm really, really going to be interested to see how that's used. I, I, I'm not even sure what that means like as far as like our, our clients and stuff like that but um I, I think it's gonna be very very interesting to be able to just share um a specific clip of something you've just found really interesting uh, as you know i work a lot in in sort of the technical sector so like here's a quick like how to of something that like maybe just solved your problem and sharing that out and, and seeing how that drives traffic to the to the video itself I think if you want to visualize what Google's trying to do, visualize a newscast where they um, have the talking heads and then they break away to um, either live or uh, uh, recorded um, coverage. You know, so you can insert uh, short clips that you find out on YouTube into your live coverage of something uh, quite easily, like, like push of a button rather than um, having to have this like whole editable area. Right. Um, I think Google is is working to make YouTube a um, do-it-yourself TV network, and with all the advertising opportunities and you know and ancillary uh, chances for superstardom that come with that. And why not, right? <laughs> Gee, um, they, you know what? The device. Why not do it exactly? And 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 to your point, the very next day. <laughs> um, but now this wasn't a YouTubey kind of thing, um, but it's Google as. I guess to your point, a television station. Um, they have announced some schema. This one's over at Search Engine Land. Your friend and mine, Barry Schwartz. Uh, mm -hmm. so I think we've, he's gotten two mentions so far in our show. Oh, Barry's all over the show end. today. Uh, yeah, it really is going to be. Um, so we're keyword stuffing Barry Schwartz um, in, this, <laughs> in this episode or any transcript of it. Um, they have some new methods. They've released some structured data um to do um basically to create the the jump link points um on a on a specific video when you're not you could you could do timestamps um like in youtube you could just create timestamps and mm -hmm. uh and then it would create the key moments sort of point and you would see it in search right you'd see the video and then the in this video and then the key moments through it um mm -hmm. they're they've now opened up some schema for people who don't have um that video hosted on youtube right like where you can't just do that same format um, they've now released the schema um, so that people can use that 
um, you know, on, on their own hosted um, videos and stuff. So I, I think that's fantastic. Um, I have a feeling that's also an effort to not have the significant advantage being given to YouTube. Like I understand that Google wants to give a big advantage to YouTube and fair enough. It's, it's their thing. Um, but at the same time, like we all know how antitrust and, and all of that's going over in, in the EU, right? So if they didn't give um, other video producers or even me, if I'm hosting my own videos, mm -hmm. um, some sort of mechanism to get the same advantages um, that you can get through hosting your videos on YouTube, then um, they more have, have problems. That's all of that is quite true. But more than that, it also gives Google users um, immediate access to the section of a video that comes closest to answering whatever uh, dumbass question they're asking that that requires a video to answer it. Um, well, you know, that's, uh, that's a good point. And I was actually literally just chatting with a different client where, where I'm just doing consulting and, and he just happened to ask me about video. And I was discussing the fact that I used to until a couple years ago, well, until like these like timestamps started showing up in video, <laughs> I used to hate them. Like I, I would never like most of the problems that I have when I'm looking up other than the one example of how to tie a bow tie. That's the only thing that I looked up a video going that's going to be better. But other than that, most of the problems that I have where I'm looking for a solution, most of them are technical. Um, and I don't want to watch a 45 minute video to get an answer for like, how do I make a background transparent in Photoshop, right? Like I don't want this big tutorial on Photoshop and all of a sudden they put this in there and I no longer had to like try and figure my way through a long video that might be more robust than what I wanted. Um, and, and actually just get me right to that part. That's going to solve my problem, making video well, something I actually go to now. Indeed, like most people I know who, I, who, who, who consult the internet for like, um, really, really, really difficult, uh, to solve, uh, answers to, to, for, 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 for pressing problems have problems like, um, I don't know, plumbing emergency now you bend leak and i don't want to go through a 45 minute video in fact i really yeah. need that information right now <laughs> um and so i i think that's a uh a, a, a total bonus for google and for anybody who's who's putting information or throwing out information and looking for information i think i have a timestamps rock yeah yeah absolutely um and google um uh using schema um to, to or giving giving us a chance to use schema to define these things i think i think you know schema is a universal language it's got to apply to um equally to all files mm -hmm. i think eh? yeah no nope, that's a that's a great way to sort of think of it because it actually well, it, it's exact that's exactly what it's meant to do it is meant to just define a subject matter basically so yes it needs to apply to all things um Okay, you might not like this uh, next one, but it's happened. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, I mean, you, you better like it eventually because you're going to be forced to accept it. G4 is the new default. Set up a Google. Uh, go, go, go ahead. Go set up a, a, a universe or universal analytics profile. I dare you. Go try. Um, you can't. Well, you can. You can set one up running parallel to G4, but G4 is now the uh, the default. So people don't, you know, there's some universal dislike um, of G4. Brie Anderson at uh, Search Engine Journal has written uh, a piece noting seven uh, unique reasons why. Seven unique reasons why it's worth uh, figuring out how to use uh, 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 
uh, Google Four, and uh, she actually says trying out Google Four. And I figure if you're fe if you're using these features, you've figured out uh, 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 G Four. But the thing to understand about the new analytics suites is Google is um, trying to look to its to how to say this. Um, Google's mixed a whole bunch of 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 of, of um, machine learning and predict and predictive technology into um, G four makes it way easier to track individuals and events um, push of a button rather than having to program them and then it takes all of your data and tries to, to extrapolate what's going to happen next. There's a great write-up at Search Engine Journal, again by uh, by uh, uh, Bree Anderson, um, on how much easier uh, G4 can make your life. But it's an advanced, um, it's almost like automating analytics. Um, and that's why I think it's hard for guys like you and me to wrap our brains around it, Dave, because it just seems to me so much easier to go in and pluck out the stuff that I need. Yes. Well, one of the one of my big problems, and I can't even remember the terms right now because they were so obscure. One of my big problems with GA4, like you know how big a fan I am, GA4, um, and and I saw that. I think it was like a few days ago. I was like, oh, you can't be kidding me. To make <laughs> how I stopped. Um, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Yeah. Well, <laughs> great analogy. Um, but one of the things that really bothers me about it is the way. Everything's under drop downs. Like there, there's a lot of things that are drop downs. There is actually, like I've investigated, like there's a lot of power and all the data you want is there. But most of it is still not wrapped up in a package that makes it understandable. I've had, well, two days ago, I had a client and I forwarded them the article that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, but like, here's how much I like GA4, who had accidentally, because I'd loaded, like I'd created a GA4 mm -hmm. Um, install for them or property for them so that we were collecting data. They accidentally went into that one. Um, and we're like, I don't like this layout. Where is everything? <laughs> like was there initial, like, I don't, I don't like this. I'm just trying to find landing pages. And I'm like, right. Okay. First off you have to just, your other account is over here. So just go over there for, for now. Cause she was in a hurry to pull some mm -hmm. data. I'm like, don't try and learn this now. Um, but everything you'd want to get to. And I can't even remember the term that was in this dropdown when I was trying to find landing pages, but it was not right. Like it was not what, to find where the landing pages are from organic search is not intuitive. And it's, it's those sorts of things that are important for us. Like when I'm migrating a site's URL structure, one of the fundamental things that everybody should be looking at is which landing pages are people coming to from organic? I mean, you should mm -hmm. be looking at a bunch of different like landing page metrics, but that's one of them. <laughs> like yeah. paid search, not as important because you'll go in there and you'll fix all your URLs when your URL structure changes. But on organic, you're, you're going to lose that stuff for, for a little bit until Google figures it out, right? So it needs to be intuitive. So I, I think there's just, it's not that I hate the premise of GA4. I think it's a fine premise. And I think in some ways, even the layout, I find it much more, not pleasing for me, but I'm a curmudgeon, right? Like I'm used to what I have and I like it, right? Like get off my lawn. 
But at the same time, I understand as a new person, there are some elements I like. I like, there are pieces even that are more intuitive if you just want a 30,000 foot view of what's going on. But everything's harder once you want to get a little more granular. Um, And so that's, I think, one of my big problems was exactly illustrated by this client going in going, I can't even find where my organic landing pages are, right? And and that's, that's a problem, right? You should be able to just go in for a new person maybe not as much but you might just not be introducing them that that's something you should care about which i would argue that it is something you should care about but it should be something that if you're trying to get people moving from ua over to ga4 there there needs to be some sort of consistency in okay it would even be great if they did kind of like what they did with search console in some ways and gone you know, when I click over and, and all of a sudden look at my landing page views in, in my UA analytics, my old analytics, just going right up at the top, here's where that is, right? And then click and then take me to that in the new one so that I can understand where in the hierarchy these different elements might be all in different places. But one problem I have, and this, this, also, this also works with universe analytics as well, a problem I've continue to have with the uh, Search Console universe and the Universal Analytics universe and then moving into GA4 is um, I find I need to combine tools to get the full answer when I'm looking for any given task. For instance, I've become quite adept at like um, matching up data from uh, Universal Analytics and um, landing page data provided by Google uh, search console to figure out um to match up keywords with actions it's um the information is there if you jiggle stuff around enough to get to it but why am i having to go through like two different reports and several excel spreadsheets to get there right yeah um so that gives me the feeling and if i'm asking this question i ain't the smartest student in the in this industry but the people who work at google tend to be um if i'm asking this question i have to assume they asked it like five years ago um or a couple of years ago which makes me think ga4 may be a transitory thing like we're seeing a product in development which is why you can still open a universal uh a parallel universal analytics account Right. So, I think they're. Gonna, I think Search Console is where everything is going to get merged into a couple years down the road. But they don't know how they want to structure the um, site traffic part of the data over in conjunction with the site health part of the data. Well, indeed. And how do you merge Search Console with Google Analytics without going? All right, here's your keyword data again. Well, <laughs> You can't. They should. I mean, it's it's absurd not to. Yeah. Um, especially given that a keyword is a keyword is so much more than a keyword these days. Um, it's absurd not to give us that information. Yeah, I agree. Okay. On that, we've got a little bit over time for the sake. We seriously got to take a break here at Web College on WMR.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, it's Jim Hedge from Digital Waste Media. You are listening to Web College on WMR.fm on the 22nd of July 2021. Get out there and enjoy it while you can. Summer's almost gone, but stick around. More Webcology after these messages. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. 
empowering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 22nd of July, 2021, and this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, did you see, let's see, how do, how do I want to structure this? One, like... Uh, the different stories. Did you see? Okay, just before we went to air, just like an hour ago, uh, Barry Schwartz again in Search of the Journal published um, a piece that uh, made me sit up in my seat and went, "Oh my goodness!" Because the headline read, "Google tells you why." I actually then I or Google tells you why it ranked a specific search result. That that that's the headline. So then I actually like you know read the article and was a you know little less excited. Um, did you see this just before we went to air, Dave? I, I haven't seen, had a chance to read the article yet. I, I Like you, I saw the title and went, wait, what? But I haven't had a chance <laughs> okay, to actually well, dig in yet. Okay, so to save you the trouble, uh, uh, it's not as breathless and as exciting as you think it might be, or as terrifying as you think it might be, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, back in February 2021, Google started an experimental feature called About This Result that sort of gave you a little bit more about the background of uh, any given, every given website, like when it was first indexed and uh, 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 whether it was a secure, a secure website or, or what have you. This is an expansion of that with a little bit more background information on the website. Sometimes, um, words in your query that were matched up with the words in the sets that the in the entity sets that the 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 the, the site would be related to um a little bit more information over how google chose you to give this result to but all in all not much information at all yeah yeah now i can see the screenshot i'm like yeah okay um but it'd be interesting like i i can't help but be like kind of interested in going on a volume of queries right like i'm seeing one here but on mm -hmm. like a, a volume of queries um could i start to extrapolate what types of queries like what it views as more important for different types of queries right like well, I, just i would think absolutely you could if yeah. you if you, if you wanted to um, trace or track and, and record everything that that comes out of this uh, this data box, um, then yeah, I would think absolutely you could. But I tried to recreate this. Um, now, albeit I got it in, in very limited time, I had like I think five or ten minutes I dedicated to it before going to air, like an hour before going to air, so I didn't really have a lot of time. 
I wasn't able to, but that could be because I'm in Canada and they just haven't rolled it out up here yet. Right. Um, but if they're doing this now, uh, again, you got to wonder what comes tomorrow. Um, is this the beginning of Google sharing a bunch of data with searchers, search users directly rather than sharing it with webmasters first? Yeah, I think that's what they tried to do with that green bar called PageRank, and that went super well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think your first instinct was there's a lot of information to absorb and learn and compare here to, you know, really figure out how Google's constructing their, their entity and data sets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be very, very, very nice if Google gave more of it to us. Yeah. Well, and like... I, I can't be the first person thinking that I can only imagine there's somebody who's coding a script right now to crawl, scrape all this stuff and then try and be like based on like a hundred thousand keyword list and then try and extrapolate what matters for which types of queries, right? Like if you had a hundred thousand keyword queries with like some labels on like types of queries or something, just go in and, and screw. I think I've got an after, after work project. <laughs> there you go. And so, and by the way, uh, innovators and ventures out there, um, if you want to take anything out of this show, that last few minutes might be, you know, you might, we, might, we, we might set a timestamp to that or something. I, I don't know, but it might be a good <laughs> idea too. Because um, actually there's, 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 like you said, Dave, in, in bulk on large, there is a huge amount of information Google's giving out if you just, if you just have the capacity to gather it up. Right. And right now there's somebody at Google going, this is why we can't give you jerks nice things. <laughs> Probably. But, you know, Google, hey, you know, at least for being honest with you. Yeah. Please appreciate that before you drop the hammer. Okay. And sometimes Google does appreciate stuff like that. Uh, did you see the other thing that they dropped on us? The uh, search traffic drop visualizations. A... Uh, post over at the developer at the uh, Google developers blog um, sort of drew out what a any given um, decline line in uh, search console might mean it was uh, posted up there um, two days ago on the 20th so uh, did, you, did you get a chance to see the chat I, I have, and I mean, there's one that I'm like, I don't really view that as a technical issue, but okay. <laughs> the um, No, the technical issue, manual action, I'm like, I don't know, I wouldn't count like a manual link penalty as technical, right? Like, but maybe that's just me, maybe they do. Um, but, you know, just seeing that like sudden drop, like, yes, we've all, well, <laughs> Hopefully, for many of our listeners, you've never seen that drop. But anybody who's been in SEO and dealt with things like this, like, has seen such drop. We've seen this drop. Um, okay. So Google Google has uh, presented like four different uh, graphs. Uh, one showing what a site wide penalty might look like. Another showing what seasonal traffic might look like. Uh, a third showing what a technical page level algorithmic. Uh, thing might look like a, 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 a disruption to your rankings, not, not a lowering of your rankings in any way, just a disruption in Google's mind. And a third one shows um, what a Google screw-up might look like, which tends to be the uh, 
smiley guy going, oops, not my fault. Um, I don't know if this is in any way terribly helpful to people. Um, this is, but, but the article does go on to give suggestions on how to use Google Trends to see um, how the rest of the world is reacting to um, your keyword choices. Um, that way you can see if it's seasonal or not. Um, did I miss anything in this article here? No, no, that you, you pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head. I think sometimes these documents are just useful for, I can send this to a client later to explain something. But one thing I did like was their, their mention of, of Google Trends. Um, and one I of the things, trends. Don't get it, me it is, it is absolutely fantastic. One thing for anybody who is, um, you know, sort of more familiar with, um, data studio, um, for example, um, you can, you can just look up how to do this. It's in there. And it's one of the things that I have on, on a few of our clients, um, websites where like on, on their data studio dashboard, you can't embed Google trends. Um, on, onto your onto your site or onto your onto your dashboard, um, but what you can do is you can go through Netlify, like sort of like piggyback, so you can embed Netlify and then have trends go into Netlify. You can just just look up how to do it. But what this enables you to do is right in your dashboard. I have um, a bunch of well, like each client has has one of their own, but I'll have trends for some of the main keywords that they're they're targeting like that would be sort of top level interest in your sector and then right below that their organic traffic trends like based on either semrush will I'll port that in um you know usually their google analytics as well so that as soon as the first page a client sees if they are impacted by seasonality the first thing they will see is how their traffic correlates to the trend right now like the the last 30 day trend in each so that before they've asked me a question, right? They they've they they have the tool in front of them to immediately see it because it's hard to sometimes direct them to Google Trends. It lets me go. Here's the terms that you're going to be looking at, and then here's your traffic, and you can see when they go up. Sometimes it's just trending, and I'm calling myself out, going, "Yeah, I know you're happy. You've got more traffic. It's not me. It's just like the holidays." <laughs> like, um, you know. But at the same time, I started doing this because one of our clients took a dip. Um, and they're in, in the technology sector and turned out that a bunch of like their, their core clients were a bunch of students who were then defending their doctoral theses. So all of them were busy <laughs> for like a two week period of time. So everything was tanking around them. Um, but I was able to see that in the, in the trends um, and start to report that. So for users who just might want to use Google trends exactly as they're talking about, you can't do it directly, but just look it up, go like Google trends data studio netlify um and there'll be some easy instructions and it's free you know that is, and that is a good point there is a seasonality to every business i tend i tend not to take stuff like that too seriously because i'm focusing on you know fairly strongly on content and technical seo but yeah absolutely there's ebbs and flows in, in um the way people use products and businesses for sure and a drop might not actually be a problem you have. It might just be the way things go. Well, exactly. Like we were able to see right in there that traffic, the expected traffic was less than half what it would normally be in the sector as a whole. So the fact that their traffic didn't go down by half like or down to half was great. I'm like, oh, that's actually good. You went down less than we would expect. 
like fantastic. Um, so, you know, it, it just gives that, that extra context. And I've started deploying it in anything that would be seasonally impacted. Like most, most, most of our client sites are, but that's maybe just us, but I wouldn't have expected this site specifically to be seasonally impacted. And for the most part, it's not except when a bunch of students are defending their doctoral theses, <laughs> then all of a sudden it really is. Okay, I wanted to set these stories up sort of in a line uh, to try to draw, but I'm not sure if I can make the jump here because we're going from organic to uh, to the paid world. But I do think this touches on organic in, in weird ways, and I'll get to that in a sec. Um, Google's three strikes throughout ad policy. Yep. Um, a little bit of clarity about how and when the guillotine might fall. Um, and incidentally, I've seen the guillotine fall on people who've run afoul of um, Google ad policies. It's real. It's, it's absolutely, when it falls, it cuts everything. Like, boom, done. Mm -hmm. um, it's ugly. Um, uh, I've seen, seen it happen in the last year, actually. Thank goodness I'm an organic. Uh, oh, what my fault? <laughs> <laughs> but it happened, and oh my god. Um, so Google has published its three strikes you're at you're out policy, which I think was kind of um, stunning because in, in 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 its severity, but I also think kind of um, clarifying in it gave very, very defined boundaries to what I think used to feel very arbitrary. Have um, you ever been near your clients? Have you ever seen this sort of sort of ban hammer strike? I not, have fortunately not seen it on Google. Um, I have seen a client get themselves into trouble. And actually, I shouldn't say I have. Uh, Mary has um, in the paid social space on Facebook. Um, but, uh, but I, I've been lucky never to have a client do that to themselves, or at least fess up to me that they have <laughs> on, on Google ads. I assume that, uh, that none of them have, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 maybe I've just been lucky. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it, but it is nice to have that clarity. Here's what you did. Here's specifically what you can't do now. Again, can't give people nice things, um, because I can see people going, Oh, second strike. Okay, I'll get my third strike if I do this within 90 days. Okay. Then I know I need to wait like 95. I'll give myself a great grace period, right? Like I, you just know there are people who are like, oh, okay, well, I just have to like tone down my campaign for like 95 days and then I can do, I can do it again. <laughs> well, yeah, you can. Okay, so here's how, the, here's how this goes. First off, um, Google has um, very strict uh, uh, content policies around what can and cannot uh, be in uh, paid advertising in, in AdWords and in, in, in um, Google banner, Google driven banner advertising or what have you. You just cannot touch these products or you're in deep. Yeah. Um, you can't uh, enable dishonest behavior. You can't sell drugs using Google AdWords, They're illegal narcotics. You, you're not allowed to sell cannabis or hash. You can't sell weapons. You can't even sell um, air guns or um, uh, paintball guns in uh, 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 Google AdWords. If Google thinks you are trying to deceptively sneak products it doesn't want um, advertised in its AdWords into AdWords, it will cut you off. 
it will it doesn't care how much you're paying it it will cut you off and uh, your ad your ad your adword traffic revenue will go from um super happy party joy to oh my god what happened <laughs> um i've again, i've seen this happen it's a terrible thing so for a lot of advertisers who um webmasters who who who, who live on this traffic I, I can't I can't emphasize these businesses live on this traffic. Um uh, uh and 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 many of them are selling legal products in the United States. There's this if you had a brick and mortar store, there'd be no question about you being able to sell this product. Um they many times people felt that there was arbitrary um penalties being applied to them. Google's mm-hmm. now making it uh, fairly cut and dried you get a warning you get a first strike uh a notification violation of the same policy which you've received a warning within 90 days will get will get you a temporary ban of three days second strike violation of the same policy which you've received a first strike and a warning uh you're going to get on hold for one week seven day hold uh last final notice and next time your third strike uh immediate uh, account suspension done thing is you can clean up your problem and if you clean up that problem within 90 days of uh, your third strike you go back to day zero again and um, that's what Dave was saying some people just wait 95 days and boom be back out there um, breaking the rules again but if they do, Google will come with the ban hammer and whack them exactly the same way over and over and over again. And I think eventually this gets expensive and bruising. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it hits one of those scenarios. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it and you know, I used to do affiliate marketing, right? Like, I, so, so I, I did it myself, the sort of like churn and burn, right? Like, are you better to like, wait, I'm not saying to do this, folks. I'm not saying to be like a black hat PPC kind of person, <laughs> but... If you were going to be, are you better to like wait these things out or just have a few accounts where you're letting each one wait itself out, but you're doing other things over on different, like different accounts, right? Like you could just sort of like rotate through, just have five accounts and just sort of rotate them through, pushing all of them to the edge all the time. Um, But always keeping one clean to take over from the one before it, right? So sort of like doing your laundry as you're going through and then start back at the first one and then run them through like a 90 day cycle. Um, Follow us for more TED Talks on, for, on um, Black Hat Technique. Yeah, I mean, it's a, and that's, that's where I have, like, where I'm just like, this is why Google can't tell us stuff. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I reckon that would work, sure. Um, okay, we are going to be hiding Dave under a rock uh, to avoid the uh, lightning strike that Google has ordered upon to they took over all those antennas back up in Alaska that uh, Joe's used to talk about all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, before we actually, we got a few minutes before we have to go to break. And since we, uh, since we had this habit going over time, what the heck is a rage click? And who's measuring this? Ah, this was actually a, a pretty, a pretty smart, uh, smart thing. Like I'd never actually heard the term rage click. Um, I'd never thought, I should look for it and, and, and what it would, would indi- uh, like indicate as a problem. Roger Monty covered the story um, just a couple days ago over at, uh, over at Search Engine Journal. Um, I've talked about um, Bing Clarity 
um, on the show before. It's just a, a sort of like Bing analytics thing, but it'll actually show you, create heat maps, show you some videos um, of people navigating your site, stuff like that. Um, so super handy. I've installed it on a lot of sites, just a, a supplemental bit of information. But what they were finding in, in the example that they gave, what they found when they were looking at their heat maps and stuff was their search box around the edges wasn't clickable. Like it wouldn't all of a sudden move you to having, you know, the cursor and, and being able to type in. So they were finding that there was a bunch of clicks where people would rapidly be clicking that location, right? And we've all done it, right? Like tap, 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 like before something becomes, even if it's just like a, it's relying on JavaScript and the JavaScript hasn't loaded and you're like, tap, 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 trying to make something yep, I um, happen. understand it now. I do That's what they're referring to as a rage day. click. And with clarity, they went, Oh, that's it. It's always around the outside. Then they were able to isolate the problem. And then they went, oh, oh, okay, that's the thing. I have some sites that are heavily reliant on things like JavaScript or other scripts um, to come in. I'm going to be looking for this on them and going, is there something in the order of our scripts? Are we like, are people trying to interact with the page before, um, you know, that, that section is actually available? learned this term just a couple of days ago from, from a JavaScript developer called hydration, right? Like where you're loading other parts of the page and then mm -hmm. you're hydrating from the back um, sort of elements that'll make it more functional, but you're displaying the page first, hoping or assuming that, you know, the elements you're sort of hydrating and after the fact will be pieces that a user won't try and interact with. Well, this would be a way to verify that no, indeed users are not trying to interact or nope, turns out users are scrolling to that a lot faster. Um, and they're trying to interact with that before um, the scripts have loaded. So I, I think there's a lot of interesting uses for this. I just never thought to use it for that. This, the, the, there is going to be a whole new um, specialization in uh, intact load order specialist. You know, load, load order optimization, optim, uh, load order optimization, low. <laughs> this is a new specialty coming down the pipe. I can, I can, I can see it coming. It'll actually, you know what? It'll, this, this is the whole UX thing. I can actually see that coming. Yeah, I'm glad you went with sense. low and not Lou, though, because you know, <laughs> that'd be a bad job title. <laughs> okay, we got to grab a break here on Webology on WMR. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beats on Internet Marketing, this is Jim Head from Digital Always Media. You were listening to us on the WMR Network on the. 7th of uh, July, or I'm sorry, the 22nd of July, 2021. Stick around, we got more coming up after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. 
Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back to Webcology on FM. You are listening to the show being recorded live to podcast on the 22nd of July, 2021. And we enter this last segment with the age-old question. How many requests should a 301, 301 redirect if a 301 wants to... Ah, I messed that one up. It sounded so good in my head as I was making up during break. Okay, how many requests should a 301 redirect if you want those redirects to be solid as wood? <laughs> um, a year's worth, according to Google. Uh, in an answer to a question, I think it was Mueller. It could have been... Uh, could have been Gary. Uh, could have been Gary Eyes, but I think it was Mueller who said, "Give it about a year for redirects to um, totally take shape." Or, or it was Gary Eyes, sorry. Um, give it about a year for a redirect to totally be considered solid in Google. If you ever consider removing your three hundred one files, I always wondered. Yeah, yeah, I kind of did too, and it seems longer than I would have maybe thought, but you can leave them indefinitely. That's not going to hurt anything, but after about a year guaranteed, I mean, I, I, it's, I it should be longer than you thought, Dave. I mean, it really should. Be. Yeah, that's true. Cause I guarantee Google's noticed and redirected the request long before this, but I think Gary's giving a, um, a very general safe look, look after a year, trust me, we've got it kind right. of answer yeah. that doesn't necessarily refer to 302s. Um, He said specifically 301s. We do know that 302s, if left in place and not messed with or changed at all, will eventually become a 301 in Google's eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, I still maintain that if you mean to redirect permanently at the very get-go, give it a 301. and if you might be pulling it back later, give it a temporary redirect. Um, but for the most power, do it right the first time. Um, but anyway, do it for a year and Google's got it. That's, I think, the lesson that Gary wanted to impart. Yeah, it's funny that that 302, I was just dealing with that this morning going, you're 302-ing, it needs to be 301. Um, it's funny, in, in that chat, I was likening it to when I'm in a, in a foreign city and I'm trying to get directions to a washroom or, or really anywhere. If I walk up to somebody and go, where is the nearest washroom? And they said, right down there and pointed at a thing. And, and then there's a sign and, and there it is. I have a high confidence and go, yep, there it is. A, a 302 to me is more that person going, I think it's just around the corner. <laughs> but they might have moved it since then. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, while I'm on my way, if I pass somebody else, I'm probably going to ask, right? Like my confidence is not high. So I, I think that's sort of where Google ends up getting. It's like, they might have moved it. They might have moved it back. Like, we're not 100% sure what's going on here. I think it makes sense for them to sort of age that out and go, okay, just technically they're doing the wrong thing. But it is over there now. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I did find this answer interesting. Um, so, yeah. Um, which leads us to another uh, another thing that, oh my God, given that I get a lot of these over and over and over again, I always wonder, in Google's eyes, how long should it take? to uh, re-rank a rehab site. You get a site that has um, done egregiously stupid things. 
and it, it tanked its own rankings somehow, okay? Mm-hmm. It comes to you, and you turn it around, you do a whole bunch of technical improvements on it, you get them rewriting uh, 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 their, 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 their body content, their, their, their meta uh, description, to get them rewriting their titles, uh, making good use of um, a schema, making, making good use of internal link architecture, you know? You do the mm-hmm. right things. Mm-hmm. How long does it take Google to see that you've done this um, and re-rank your website? Or um, say you've um, got a whole bunch of crap content, just oodles of crap content. Um, you take a different strategy and promote the really good stuff and demote the, uh, the crap stuff. How long does it take for Google to notice that you've changed your behavior and maybe take a second look at and make new assumptions about you? If I understand correctly, first they'll give you a warning and then about three days for the first time you have crap content and then a week. And then if you fix it, they give you a 90 day buffer and then a a month after. Isn't that what what we were just talking about? Okay, I'm I'm pulling paid search in, but. (laughs) Well, something like that in a weird way. the uh, the the algorithmic search engine has to go through a couple of steps. It has to see that the behavior has changed. Um, it has to examine that behavior and look at it and ascertain that yes, in fact, this behavior really, in fact, has changed. And that change is a long term thing, not a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Then it's got to reexamine the content itself. Um, this is this is what's here now, and this is why it is useful, valuable, and better than what was there before. Mm-hmm. And then it goes through the process of re-ranking it. That could take six weeks to six months. Um, the s- sense I got because he kept going back to it was um, kill the low-quality content. I remember a time in SEO where more was better (laughs) and you wanted to be as specific as possible about things leading to like pages that were one or two sentences long, Mm -hmm. which was dumb (laughs) in hindsight. Um, Kill that stuff. Kill consolidate. Um, That seems to be the message out there. Give Google very useful things to mess with and don't wonder why they don't rank useless stuff. Yeah. And it makes sense because that's what I want when I land there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so when you start improving like you've got you've got a craptastic banquet to work with when you start improving it it takes a long time for google to work through it understand what you're doing basically you're giving basically you're giving google a new website to look at when you remodel a the interior of a website you ever you you ever go to zillow 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 porn is the new thing on the on the web these days okay and you look at the remodels of people's houses, mm-hmm. and you can see, you know, the, 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 on a subdivision where all the outs, all the out, the shells of the houses are like all the same. The insides are all completely different. So imagine that's what you're doing. You're like scrapping the interior of a house and rebuilding again. It takes Google a while. Like Google's the Roomba, the the uh, Roomba robot, moving around and hoovering up everything you leave lying around for it to gather. It takes mm-hmm. it a while to figure out where the walls and doors are. Well, and that's going to make sense, right? Like, I know even when I've changed URL structures, it's going to take at least a few weeks for Google to figure out what to do. Um, Not just finding the new URL, but figuring out how the page rank is supposed to flow through there, even when the content is fundamentally the same. So, yeah, you can assume that if you're also changing the content and you're also changing the content 
quality level, it's going to take a bit. Okay, so um, Mueller's kind of um, given us a little bit, uh, kind of sort of more um, like, you know, clarity on that sort of. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, more housekeeping stuff than anything else. I, that's pretty much all that we have left, eh? Um, Google's been publishing uh, best practice guides for different sectors recently. There's a uh, new best practices guide for um, deal making pages, uh, deal of the day pages. Um, back in October uh, 2020, Google published a best practices guide for Black Friday promotions. Um, what do you think? Google is. Um, is this another Google sort of doing an end run around us as a communications vehicle and just going straight to webmasters? Um, I think so, but I think in a good way. Um, you know, with, with the sort of fine-tuned pieces like that, I think there's so many people just going to be churning out bad stuff. Like, it's they're hitting on areas of abuse, right? Like, you know coupon sites and things like that right like, we all know that these you know there, there's many of them that are abusive use of, of seo um you know so i i don't blame them they, they seem to be focusing there and going we need to provide clarity if in nothing else they're going we've outlined all of these rules if you break them now now we've told you what to do and now you understand um you know, what's, what's going wrong. I think with people following these rules, if they're going, okay, this is what we're saying to do. Um, then all of a sudden, if they start to favor things that do structure like that in search, it'll be much easier for them to extract from pages because these pages will be in a more reliable structure and that site itself will be more reliably structured. Um, I sort of liken it to with authorship, right? Like having us do sort of that work for them, telling people with like deal sites or, or whatever, here's specifically how that should be structured it's going to help them be able to interpret what the content and layout is because it won't be as much variety um, and actually hopefully pull out the best um, and start serving that instead of the, the cornucopia of crud um, that exists for what it's worth i don't know if it's so much about weeding out the bad and manipulative um practices of SEO in certain sectors as it is in making it simple, simpler for SEO in what are really actually quite complex areas. Like um, deal sites have a lot of information that they're mm -hmm. working with on the fly and presenting to the presenting to the public. And Google wants to be able to present the best of that information um, on its search results page of think what you might about no click searches. That's Google's goal, right? To, to be front and center and saying, hey, this is the info right here. They did the same thing. Uh, they published um, quite recently back in, um, um, back just last week, uh, Danny Sullivan um, published a very long blog post that's essentially a best practices guide for uh, Google News. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay. I just see this happening over and over and over again. And again, I'm wondering, are they trying to go around SEOs and make all webmasters SEOs? See, and isn't that nice of you? You're taking the approach of, and Google's just trying to help people do better with what they have. I'm like, Google's just trying to justify punishing people. <laughs> uh, so maybe I'm a little more jaded. <laughs> that, 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 that's certainly a way of looking at it, sure. 
Um, I don't, again, I don't think we try to find new ways to punish people except maybe us. Um, <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, you know what? With stuff like that, you might be right. They might be trying to get around SEOs by giving uh, business owners and website owners this kind of information at the same time. I would rather that the, the people coming to me, and maybe this is just me, but I would rather they were coming with this kind of information so that the sites were already well-structured so that I can deal with the advanced things that require advanced information um as opposed yeah. to just oh okay this is how like your promotion should be structured on a site there you go on that we gotta go we're um right up on top of on top of the clock and uh i can see through my magic uh looking glass into the studio that we got a show coming up right up behind us so on behalf of dave davies from bsock internet marketing it's jim Hedger, it's always media you've been listening to webology live on wmr.fm recorded the podcast on the 22nd of july 2021 friends get out there and enjoy your summer because summer's almost gone but when you do remember covid is still real mask up social distance for god's sakes get yourselves vaccinated and protect your community rebuild help you know help us rebuild and 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 supercharge the economy and uh you know get whatever is close to normal back again uh stay safe rank well and have fun we'll talk to you next week Opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.